Hello and welcome to the TES podcast. My name is Richard Vaughan, host of the TES podcast, and this week I'm going to remember to introduce my guests. Um, we have with me Kay Wiggins. Hello, Kay. Hello. Ellie Bosby. Hello, Ellie. Hello. And of course, Ed Dorrell. Hello. Hello. Uh, it's a, yet another exciting day because, of course, it's GCSE Results Day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, it's uh, it's been a, a, a particularly fascinating GCSE Results Day, hasn't it? It's uh, a historic GCSE Results Day. Um, Kay, you're going to tell us a little bit more. What's the main kind of headline that's come out from today's results? So the big thing today is that the GCSE passes are down. Um, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, and there's been a lot of speculation about whether they might go up, possibly, whether they go down. But actually, overall, the overall pass rate for everyone who's done it is down by just over two percentage points, which in real in in the in the world of comparable yeah, outcomes is a absolutely. massive, massive. That's mm. statistically significant. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Uh, that figure is a little bit confusing because it covers the big, big numbers of 17-year-olds who are retaking their GCSEs um, because there's a new rule from the government that if you don't get a C in English and Maths when you're 16, you retake it again when you're 17 and then again when you're 18. And again, and again, and again. <laughs> Until they never want to do it again. Yeah, a bit like driving tests. Just keep going, ah, keep going see, until yeah. you get Except it. You can just stop. The driving test, you, you know, on the eighth time idea. or something. He's yeah. like, well, you know, driving's not for me. <laughs> Five times. No way. Five times. That's a classic. Yeah. Two time of me. Really? Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're straying anyway. anyway sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so I'm very safe on the roads, though. Just <laughs> <in case>. um, <laughs> car insurance people listening out there. Um, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, go on, Kate. <laughs> so the overall uh, A star to C pass rate has fallen by uh, significant. Yep about two percentage mm -hmm. points um, when we take out the effect of um, the 17 year olds retaking it um, it's still fallen this time it's fallen by about 1.3 percentage points which is still a really significant number this is the it's the biggest ever drop isn't it the including everyone it is yeah yeah, yeah. and even even the drop among just the 16 year olds is as high as it's ever been it was that high in 2013 although the numbers are a bit different but but it's really really significant uh, at what point does the you know, obviously this is brought in by conservatives. At what point do they stop cheering their end of grade inflation and then start getting concerned that grades are dropping and um, kids aren't getting what they might have hoped they'd have got? Well, I think the answer to that is not now. Right. <laughs> okay, good. I think we because can say that with some confidence. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. But the reason for that is because there's no evidence that pupils are actually performing worse than they have in previous years. That's not why results are going down. We're not saying results are down, therefore kids are less intelligent than they have been in the past. That's certainly mm -hmm. not the case. What is happening is that there's been a big shift in um, what they call entry patterns for GCSE. So this year, um, schools for the first time are being measured on this thing called Progress 8, mm -hmm. which is basically a big incentive for schools to enter lots of students to take GCSEs in what generally called a sort of traditional academic subject. So history, geography, sciences, languages. EVAC subjects. EVAC subjects, yeah, exactly. So what we're seeing basically is more and more pupils who might have been taking a few more vocational qualifications or maybe music, dance, drama, media studies are being entered for higher numbers of EVAC subjects, history and geography. So we see that history and geography entry numbers are up really significantly and so is science 
and they're not doing as well because it's the lower ability pupils or lower attaining pupils who would previously not have been entered for those subjects who are now being entered for them not doing as well as um, other pupils and that's what's bringing the grades down. The really interesting thing though on that EVAP factor is that languages aren't seeing the same uptick. Really interesting, yeah. Really um. interesting. <laughs> really, because really interesting. Apart from what, Spanish. Why? Spanish had a Spanish rise, is up they? slightly, a couple of percent, yeah. Mm. The French. Yards. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Arriba. <laughs> there we go, very good. GCSEs all round. Um, <laughs> Not me. Wh um, why? Why, why? Why do we think that is? Um, well, so the, the government's whole aim behind bringing in the EVAC, one of their big things was we're going to increase language entries so mm -hmm. really really big we're going to we're going to include languages in this key this big performance measure for schools it's going to be a great big incentive for them to enter more of their pupils for languages that just has not been the case at all french and german entries are down by like a really significant proportion seven or eight percent wow. this year spanish is up slightly like you say mm. slightly booking the trend the reason for that is doing the eback is not one of the sort of really key performance measures for schools you're not held to account mainly yes. on the EBAC measure. So yes. it's not the kind of be all and end all. What is the be all and end all in accountability terms is progress eight, for which you can still maximise your scores without having to do a language. This is because you have a kind of first pot which is double weighted English and maths. Yeah. A second pot which is your EBAC, EBAC subject, which is three subjects, isn't yep. it? And then you have a final pot of whatever electives that you want to take. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so you, so you have to get pupils doing three EBAC subjects, three of the traditional academic subjects, mm -hmm. but you can put them in for history and geography and science. Sure. Still maximise your EBAC scores on Progress 8 without doing a language. So it is worth an interlude here, a short um, message from our sponsors. There is a fabulous How to Understand Progress 8 poster mm, available for free. <laughs> Written by for my free. good self. Written go. by Kay. <laughs> Kay's brain. Yeah, Kay's brain. And designed um, by for free designers. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for free on our website, no less. Yeah, indeed. You can download it. Download it, print it out, put it up in your staff room. Yeah. Exactly. And try You've never had it so good. figure it out. So that's really interesting. So they're realising, well, languages are quite difficult to get top grades in. Yeah. Um, or certainly A to C's. Yeah. Um, so we're not going to put our kids in for them because they're going to do two humanities or three yep. sciences or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Right, okay. The really interesting debate that this today's results, I think, will start generating is what are the merits of entering lower attaining pupils for traditional academic subjects in which they might score lower grades? So we've got, I was speaking to... Um, to Suzanne O'Farrell, who works at ASCOL, represents school leaders, and she's their kind of assessment and curriculum expert. Mm -hmm. And she was saying, you know, student might be getting a D in geography now, when in previous years that same student might have done, say, performing arts and got a C. Sure. Um, and so, so her and, and Malcolm Trobe, who, who's the who's in charge at, at ASCOL, were saying, you know, you've got this is raising questions. If you put a pupil in for these subjects, they're getting lower grades. What, what's a better value? Is it more valuable for a pupil to have a D in history? than a C in performing arts. Some people will say perhaps that perhaps that's the right thing. Other people will be very will but, I mean, have a very different view. That, that is exactly the crux of the matter. It is. I mean, Nick Gibb, schools minister extraordinaire, sitting in the department right now, no doubt listening to this marvellous podcast, say so. will be saying, shouting at the wall, saying, you know, but yes, the history is more valuable than performance art. I mean, this is the impact that the government wanted to happen. 
you know, yeah. absolutely right. Even a D in history is worth more than a C in performance art to Nick Gibb and his acolytes. Meanwhile, no, there'll no be a lot of head teachers saying, what's the point sending all these kids out into the world with clutches of G grades when they could have been doing some more vocational subjects that actually well, it might have been worth something a bit more in the eyes what of the What is education okay. employees? Oh, the I'm not saying I think that, that's, that's the views of well, head Well, it teachers. goes down to that very one question, what is education for? Is it for getting kids into university and doing academic subjects, even if they might not fare so well? Or is it to just get them good grades which enable them to get a job or to, to, to do something else when they come out of school? Wow, deep questions. Deep, deep questions, afternoon. yes, for a tired news team <laughs> on a Thursday afternoon. Um, Ellie, can you talk to us a little bit about the gender split? Because there's, um, there's big stories there. Yeah, so the gap has widened once again, but this time it's uh, the widest it's been since 2002. Wow. Uh, so yeah, 14 years. Uh, um, it's 8.9 percentage points, the gap. Um, so basically, yeah, that girls are just outperforming boys in pretty much all the subjects, apart from maths Is this and construction. Uh, well, th- we don't like a gender stereotype, <laughs> but that kind of fits, doesn't it? Um, is this because of what we've just been talking about, that they're going into the more academic subjects and therefore boys aren't performing so well in there? Is that sexist for me to say so? Probably. Probably. Um, why do we think that is? Yeah, there was a discussion about that this morning on whether, because um, boys don't take up um, modern foreign languages as much, mm. they were saying that, um, and they said that they think that's because they're taking things like sciences maybe more, where they think they might do better, because in science the gap is more kind of narrow. Um, so I don't know if it, it's to do with that as such. Yeah, they were saying kind of success breeds success, weren't they? Yeah. This, this is this morning at the briefing, at which the GCSE results were mm. published, so... We had a sort of group of mm. exam experts all in the same place, and I mean, sexy, no one sexy, really. Sexy, 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 sounds <laughs> like a party. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, nobody, in the morning. nobody parties yeah. like an exam expert. At seven thirty in the morning, yeah. yeah. I think the main thing is that a lot of people are very cautious as to say why this gap might be there. Um, they don't, you know. This morning they were saying that, that you know it's hard to tell. Um, they did say though that it could be to do with maturity, um, and they said with um, kind of. Uh, in some of the subjects, so English, they were 15.9 percentage points above boys, um, wow. and they were kind yeah. of saying in those subjects where there's you know more than 10 percentage points that it is probably to do with maturity. Um, and the other thing is they were saying there's a lot of international evidence that shows this is the same, the yeah. same general trend in other countries as well. This is not an English or a UK phenomenon. Girls tend to outperform boys at that yeah. age across yeah. the world. Maybe boys should take it I was very immature later. when I was 16. Same here. Oh, nothing much has changed. No, but, uh, yeah. um, maybe boys should take them a year later. Yeah, put girls in at, put girls in at 15, boys at 17. So yeah, like change exactly. the entire structure of A-levels and degrees. Just to, just to help men. <laughs> That'll go down well, won't it? Yeah. Because we don't have enough advantages. No, absolutely. So um, at uh, school we're saying that <laughs> over the next couple of years it could potentially get narrower because of the fact that there won't be as much coursework and there will be this end of year of exams. They were still saying that uh, today, this morning, that um, basically watch this space over the next couple of years. It, they don't necessarily expect it to widen again. Okay. Um, so anything else that stood out do we think GCSEs or should I, I think we kind of covered quite a lot there um, should I move on to what our lucky listeners can look forward to in this week's publication um, which I think you <laughs> all French agree is for French publication, for publication. <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> uh, 
I think we should we should have brief mention of David Hall. Ah, uh, bye bye. Bye bye, David. Um, who oh, of course, that'll, that'll do, yeah. yes, <laughs> resigned this week uh, following some well, yeah, unfortunate comments. Um, but that's in the magazine. Um, I think we should talk about our cover today, which is a remarkable, Powerful. yeah, absolutely remarkable story. Um, Obviously, listeners can't see the cover, but it is worth. Um, buying a copy in the magazine for the cover itself. It's I very say. striking, isn't it? It is. Mm. It's um, it, it's pushing to a, a really fascinating feature that our um, our colleagues in um, TES USA, mm-hmm. TES USA, have have been working on. Um, a year ago today, in fact, a year ago today, a um, ordinary classroom teacher called Twilla Smith um, in West Virginia was going about her normal day life teaching world studies um, when one of her pupils walked into her classroom with where her class were learning um, with a loaded gun and muttered the, the memorable line, people are going to die today, you'll die today. <laughs> with the gun to her head. With the gun to her head. Twilla uh, has written us a piece. She, about her experiences, she, she survived. She survived. She obviously, didn't as did her class, yeah. largely due to her uh, speed of thought. Yeah, her ability to talk someone down. Yeah. yeah, she kept a steady, steady tone of voice and kept him. The entire school was in lockdown. Mm-hmm. It was evacuated. It's a dramatic article um, about. Well, yeah, I guess every teacher's worst nightmare. Absolutely, certainly in America, but obviously it can happen here as well. Well, sadly, yeah, there is a there is a record of it. Yeah, um, it is well worth a read. It's an amazingly powerful, uh, powerful piece of writing. Um, so for that alone, I would say pick up the magazine this week. Indeed, indeed. Um, and brief mention about this week's um, feature article. Uh, just in time for going back to school. Oh, shush, shush, shush. <sighs> They're going to do it. You're going <laughs> to have to do it. It's coming, guys. It's coming quicker than you'll want, but it's coming. Um, 19 Ways to Beat Stress uh, is a fantastic piece of um, very dramatic photography. Yeah, of lightning absolutely. Of striking things. Um, remember yeah. to, to eat clever carbs and to... Uh, to take power and take power naps when you can. Oh, I love a power nap. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that with teachers, I have to say. Um, <laughs> poor old teachers. Um, okay, uh, so it's, it, it is jam-packed, this issue. Um, particularly, You've never had it so good. Yeah, indeed. Uh, particularly the news section. There's loads of stuff for GCSEs. Um, and there's A scoop as well. A I was scoop just about to say about that, sats. yes. A very good scoop about SATs. And a very good scoop about something else important for all you teachers, which Eleanor Busby has written about. But we can't mention it now. You'll have to wait until tomorrow. Good. I'm going to leave it there. Uh, leaves me to say thank you to Kate, Eleanor and Ed. Cheers. Thanks. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you next time for Going Back to School. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Uh, thanks for listening and goodbye. goodbye.